Next on BYU Sports Nation, Jimmer Fredette joins us from New Orleans the moment he realized Tyler Haas can break my record. Senior night for BYU Hoops. Why tonight's game is so much more than just honoring the graduating Cougars. ESPN's Roxy Bernstein will call the game tonight. He'll join us live in Studio B. And did I mention Jimmer's on the show? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. Let's do it big to begin. Breaking news to begin this loaded edition of BYU Sports Nation. BYU and Utah State have announced a two-game extension to the current football series. The first game will be played in Logan on Friday, October 4th, 2019, a return game at BYU on Friday, October 2nd of 2020. That means there are now future games with the Aggies scheduled at Romney Stadium in Logan for 2015, 17, and 19, and games at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in 2016, 18, and 20. Awesome. I love it. Two thoughts here. One, Scott Barnes and Tom Homo. The athletic directors of both schools are both on the basketball selection committee. They are talking a lot right now. I bet this was pretty easy to hook up. Number two, those are both on conference weekend. I like that. And number three, a bonus. Stoppage time, if you will. Let's look at what BYU has in 19 and 20 now. Home games in 19. USC, Washington, Boise State, Wisconsin. Not bad. Really good, actually. (laughs) Not bad. On the road. At Virginia, at Washington State, at Utah State now. And then you have a neutral with UMass. 2020, home games. Awesome. Michigan State, Virginia, Utah State, Missouri. Oof. Road at Arizona State, Boise State, Northern Illinois, Stanford. So 19 and 20 continue to look really good. I would imagine that Utah gets thrown in there. Utah, every year after this Utah two-year mission trip, uh, so you add another P5, another good game, another interesting game on the schedule. The schedule is looking great. I love it. I want to play Utah State every year. I, and I think conference weekend is a good weekend. That or Boise State doesn't really matter to me. But that Friday night, Nostris Nocturnus, as we said back in the BYU radio only days, own the night. We just need to add Utah now to the future schedule. So let's go, Dr. Hill. Okay? Tom Holmo said the <laughs> following about the Utah State extension. Quote, I believe it's important to continue this longstanding football series with Utah State. There is a lot of history and tradition between the two universities and the recent games have been very competitive, end quote. That's probably it's an a good understatement. Game, I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad Utah State's good at football and it's not just a, a boring pushover anymore. It's, it, they beat BYU, derailed the season last year. I mean, there's compelling storylines to it. I like playing the Aggies. That is how we start this edition of BYU Sports Nation live in beautiful Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Thursday, February 19th, wherever and however you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the wardrobe coordinator for the Channel 4 News team, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, Brick Tamlin asked me, uh, what should I wear? And I said, I said that suit. You're also <laughs> uh, careful. You might be in a vicious fight with the other anchors. You've got to be careful. We have to be careful. We've encountered similar situations in back alleys with other channels. New station. We, we just have to be careful. You do in this in this day and age. It gets rough. I between, carry a Triton around with me just it, in case. It gets rough between us and Studio C and BYU International. It's never rough with those guys. They're on our team. I'm talking about other peeps. <laughs> other peeps, man. Where'd you get those clothes? The, the 
toilet, toilet store. store. <laughs> the conversation. I've the toilet store. I haven't found it yet. <laughs> Alive and well, 24-7 on the Twitter machine. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Be a part of BYU Sports Nation and tell us which great state you are joining us from. What do you want the most out of tonight's BYU versus San Diego matchup? There's a lot going on. We'll, do, we'll break it down in a minute. What do you want the most? At RHS grad 2014. I bet he graduated from that high school in 2014. KC ties Shaq's career triple-double record. Haas passes Jimmer. Kafusi has a breakout game with 15 points and 10 rebounds. <laughs> BYU wins by 25. Now, listen, listen. We said the most. Just, We're asking you to pick one thing. You just listed all the awesomeness and added Corbin Kafusi. He wants this a was, lot, clearly. This would be an unbelievable game. Why don't you just throw in that BYU should be invited by the Big 12 as well tonight? At Matthew W. <laughs> Evans. 35-plus for Tyler Haas would be nice, but I will be completely happy with a win. We'll tell you why. As BYU fans, you should feel very confident with the Toreros coming oh, into the Marriott the Center. The stat of the day is amazing today. Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else is going on? We just announced the football series at Utah State. Tyler Hawes has been named as one of 16 candidates for the first Jerry West Shooting Guard of the Year Award. Nice. There's a good chance that his buddy Anson Winder will play tonight, according to comments from BYU head coach Dave Rose. Made after practice yesterday. Great news. I'd be shocked if he It's senior night. This is his final home game. Knowing Anson, he's going to play it, baby. Some football news. In the NFL, Dennis Pitta's future with the Baltimore Ravens up in the air, but he is discussing his status with the team doctors. It appears his hip is improving, but ultimately it's going to come down to how Dennis feels and, and how the doctors feel about Dennis going back into the rough-and-tumble league that is the NFL. John Harbaugh said that his hip is healed. Yeah. Physically, everything's good. So that's great news. On that note, rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Senior night, setting records, and San Diego. In a lot of ways, our tournament's already started. Uh, there's not a lot of room for error, and so we, we're taking everything one day at a time and, and trying to improve every day. On that note from Tyler Hawes, it brings us to a Thursday night showdown in the Marriott Center between the BYU Cougars and San Diego Toreros. Tyler's pursuit of Jimmer Fredette's record is just one of the many reasons why tonight's game is big. Really big. Chasing Jimmer Fredette to start us off. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. 35 points away. What is Tyler Hawes' season high? 35. 35 at Utah State. Hey, that ties into what we just announced with the series extension. Nice. He could do it tonight. Probably not, right? Probably not. If he does it, it's going to be at Portland. Yeah, next, most, next most likely at Portland. But there is there's a, when Tyler Hawes is playing in a basketball game, there's, there's always a chance. A chance. <laughs> he just scores. It would be awesome because it'd be at home, and we've talked about that. That's just one of many compelling yeah, things yeah. going into tonight's game. I'm very excited about tonight's game. We'll ask Jimmer for dead in 10 minutes about what he thinks of the chances for Tyler to pass him tonight and what he thinks about passing the record overall, all things BYU basketball with Jimmer Fredette coming up in about 10 minutes on BYU Sports Nation. As we mentioned, it is senior night for Tyler Haas, Anton Winder, Skylar Halford, Josh Sharp. Nate Austin will not be honored tonight. We checked on this. The Cougars showing their cards that they're fully confident he'll get his medical hardship waiver. So that's good news. So if, they, if you don't honor that guy, you believe he's going to play next year. Good. So good. these four seniors, 
And the guy that has, I believe, the most buzz behind Tyler Hawes is Josh Sharp because of what he's done for the last three games. He's the new fan favorite because he's, he's the effort and the energy he's guy. He's Hansel, so hot right now. <laughs> the last three games have been good, really good. And this group has been nice. Skylar Halford sticks out to me, by the way. He's been a guy that was a JC transfer. Remember BYU had Raul Delgado and Aguilar Ambrosino. Those guys did not do anything. Transferred away. Did not pan out. And that hurt that season. So Skylar Halford comes in as a senior. He's become a guy that has been really good for BYU off the bench. A role player, a guy that you bring in from Solid Community College. I'm not sure what BYU expected, but I think he's exceeded expectations. Statistically, he has been one of the most, if not the most, consistent player off the bench for BYU. They've needed him. He's been a scorer off the bench, and he's been a three-point threat, and he's been good in transition. I mean, it's been nice. It's been nice to have Skylar Halford on this team. BYU doesn't have a ton of JC transfers recently come in and have uh, an impact like that. I, I joked with Tyler Hawes last week that there will be some tears shed by both of us and much of BYU Sports Nation when he takes the floor at the Marriott Center for what we hope I'm not gonna cry. is the final time, the final time in the regular I, season. I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> Everything's good. The Taylor Sander emotions from last year are coming back for the voice of BYU men's volleyball, Jerem Jordan. <sighs> there's, a, there's a deep fan. I was actually trying to make, maybe I should act. Should I act? I almost like summoned tears on. Did you really? Yeah. Well, I was trying hard for a second. <laughs> you can see there is actual moisture in Jerem's eyes right now. You'll be all right, man. We should play Elton John. Goodbye, England's Rose. Hey, careful! You're gonna mess up your makeup, dude. I don't have any makeup on. <laughs> Tonight, Tyler Huff, for the final time, will suit up in the white as a BYU Cougar. <laughs> He'll be joined by his amigos, Anson Winder, Skylar Halford, and Josh Sharp. Honor the seniors tonight at 8 Mountain on BYU Radio. (laughs) You can watch the game. (laughs) How do I follow that? (laughs) You go to break. (laughs) Exactly. We'll be back. No, we have much more to discuss. This is not only senior night, but quite frankly, a must-have win against San Diego. At-large ramifications ride... On every game now, as Tyler mentioned, we kind of feel like the tournament's already begun. We feel like we need to win every game. They've BYU done that for a couple games, by the way. Is it's back in the bubble conversation, by the way, across the board. Joe Lenardi, Sports Illustrated, okay? The Sporting News, they are being discussed by the nationwide prognosticators. They were not being discussed two weeks ago. This is what I want the most tonight, is to win above all else. And we still have things to discuss related to this game. BYU needs to win to stay in the bubble conversation. If you're out of the bubble conversation, what's the point, right? You should feel very confident, BYU fans, about the Toreros coming into Provo because BYU has dominated San Diego when they play at home in WCC play. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This one's especially good. 29. BYU's average margin of victory at home versus San Diego is 29 in WCC play. They won by, okay, this is the fourth year. You're talking home games against San Diego. 34 margin of victory. 17, 36. The average score is 83, 54 (laughs) against San Diego at home. Now, it's a little different in that BYU lost the game at San Diego this year by three. Kyle Collinsworth misses a bunny at the rim that could have tied it at the very end. That's a loss. That's the loss that's hurt BYU probably the most. You could argue Pepperdine. 
But BYU has been fantastic at home against San Diego, riding a three-game win streak. I think they win by double figures tonight. They're favored by 11.5. Kyle Collinsworth, we haven't even talked about this, could tie the career record for triple doubles. He's chasing Shaq. Okay? He's already got five this season. He could get number six. And then, Jaron, the interesting thing is, this: if BYU wins tonight, this would be their season-high win streak of four. That's amazing that BYU has not had a four-game win streak this whole year. Five times, three games. Just beat San Diego. Revenge, baby. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. What do you want the most out of tonight's BYU-San Diego matchup? At Kath McCubbins Carlson. Sorry, that's Kath McCubbins Carlson. At no one Carzy says, Kyle Collins with assist to Tyler Haas for sixth triple-double while breaking the BYU scoring record that would be amazing. in one basket. That would be amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine the pinnacle moment? I don't see a scenario where Tyler scores 35 and it's a close game. Well, so, history would suggest that it won't be a close game. BYU was up 20-plus with two, three minutes to go, and they had the starters in against Pacific. Granted, that was a Saturday game. The nice thing, BYU does not play Saturday, so they can go all in with energy, effort, keep the starters in tonight no matter what the result. Senior night, Skylar Halford has the karma. Tyler Hawes, final time on the Marriott Center floor. Anson Winder's back. There's a lot going on. I love it. I'm very excited for tonight's game. We'll, t- we'll talk to the play-by-play as well coming up. Roxy Bernstein, who's going to call the game on ESPN. There is no Not to way. mention Jimmer Fredette coming There up. is no way BYU is losing this game. I'm telling you. We said this before the Utah no. State football game. No. Those words were spoken no. on like, BYU just, TV. It's not happening. <laughs> it is always, not happening. There's always a chance. You can hold Someone me to it. Someone that said there's always a chance related to me and Gonzaga. You're right. But I'm telling you. There, it is 99.9%, chance BYU wins tonight. Okay. okay? <laughs> no, I, I feel that BYU's going to win. I'm not, uh, I'm not calling the shot. I'm not, I'm not Babe Ruth point at center field quite I yet. am. Out of here, baby. Oh, I, did you just throw me out? No. Did you just bow and At D. Young, 1993. What I want most is a win. 35 from Ty and a triple-double from Casey would be great, too. But Low expectations for BYU fans, man. Up next... <laughs> Jimmer Fredette joins us from New Orleans. We're talking Tyler Hawes and all things BYU basketball. Jimmer. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio. You can watch the moving pictures on BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. As always, use the hashtag BYUSN to join our daily conversation. Coming up tonight, 10 Eastern time on ESPNU and BYU Radio. BYU versus San Diego. Tyler Hawes with an opportunity to break Jimmer Fredette's record 35 points away from the all-time scoring leader list for the Lakers number one. Joining BYU Sports <laughs> Nation live from the Pelican State in New Orleans, Louisiana, is Jimmer Fredette, the all-time leading scorer in BYU basketball history. Jimmer, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. How are you doing? Fantastic. I know you don't get many breaks during a very long, rigorous NBA season, but the All-Star break just happened. What did you do with a rare break during the All-Star break? Uh, man, just relaxed. You know, I was able to go back to uh, where we live in Denver uh, with my wife and be able to just enjoy, you know, four or five days off and really not do much. And that's kind of what I wanted to do, just go back, relax, um, you know, eat some good food, uh, watch some movies, and just hang out. Tyler Hawes has a chance to break your record tonight. Did you think it would last for more than, I don't know, par, uh, four seasons, Jimmer? 
you know, since Danny's been lasted for like 30 years or four years or however long it was, I mean, I thought it would last a little bit longer, but uh, I knew once, uh, you know, Tyler came back off his, his mission and had an amazing year, his sophomore year, that he would have two more years of probably just like it. So I thought it was in jeopardy after that year. But, um, you know, it's it's sad to see it go, but, you know what, it couldn't happen to a greater kid, and I'm extremely happy for him. So his sophomore year, you see him go for 20-plus, and you think right then the dan- the record's in danger? Oh, definitely. I mean, if he's averaging 20 as a as a sophomore, what, what why would he not, uh, you know, average just about the same or more his junior and senior year. I mean, the kid's such a hard worker. Um, he shoots the ball extremely well. He just knows how to score the basketball, and he's always been consistent. Um, so, you know, I thought right then, yeah, it definitely could be. So, Jimmer, here we are four years later. Tyler needs 35 points to break your record of 2,599 career points. You set it in a 52-point outburst against New Mexico. What's the likelihood of Tyler going for 35 tonight against San Diego? <laughs> you know, you, you never know with him. He he can put up a lot of numbers. So I mean, it, it's uh, it's a pretty good chance. I mean, he he really knows how to score the basketball. But one thing about Tyler is that he's not going to force it. You know, he's just going to let it come to him. So if it's not the the night, I mean, the next night it will be. So we'll see how how it goes. But uh, he's going to play his game. He's not going to worry about you know necessarily the record. He wants to go out and help his team win so they can you know, make a push towards the NCAA tournament. So that's his main focus, I'm sure, tonight. And uh, if the record happens, he'll, he'll, he'll love it. But, you know, if it doesn't happen tonight, it'll happen the next night. Jimmer, you played one season with Tyler. It was your junior year. What did you see then that made you think, you know what, he could be pretty good? Uh, just the, the way his mindset was. You know, he never got rattled. He never got, um, he never, you know, got shaken or anything. He was always prepared. He always played his game. You know, he didn't ever try to do too much. Um, and then he can score the basketball. He plays extremely hard every single night, and he's off the floor. He he works really, really hard on his game. And um, you know, I know that from experience. That if you work as hard as you can in your game every day, you know, not a lot of kids are able to do that. But Tyler is a is a rare breed where he works every single day as hard as he can, and you know, it translates once he get on the floor. What really pops to me from his junior year was when he got poked in the eye in the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Do you remember that? Yeah. And he still oh, made, yeah. he still kept his free throw streak going? That was amazing. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's like when, uh, you know, Michael Jordan shot the free throws with his eyes closed and made it. You know, at that point, you've shot so many free throws, and he works on that so much that it's just that muscle memory. You don't even really need to see the basket. You just need to be able to see it maybe a little bit, um, and then your body just takes over because he shot so many free throws. Jimmer, he plays at the net, or you play at the next level, rather, and Tyler Hawes has aspirations to play in the NBA. Knowing what you know and knowing what you know about Tyler, does he have the skill set to make a name for himself at the next level in the NBA? You know, I think he does. He's, um, he's such a consistent scorer, like I said. He doesn't, he doesn't try to do too much. He knows his game, and I think that there will be you know, an executive out there that says, hey, this guy can score the basketball. He's a professional. Um, he, can, he can help us you know, win games. Um, he's, he's tall, you know, he's a good, good size for a shooting guard. Um, you know, he's pretty athletic. He runs, he runs well, he jumps well, and uh, obviously he can shoot the ball extremely well. So they're always looking for shooting in this league. And uh, if he can go out there and provide that for them, then I think he's got a great chance. Jimmer Fredette joining us from New Orleans, Louisiana on BYU Sports Nation. Jimmer, what kind of interactions have you had with Tyler Hawes recently, if at all? 
Um, not, I haven't had too much recently. I, I talked to him a little bit before the year and, you know, I told him that, uh, you know, I wanted him to go out and get, get the record and, um, you know, just keep working as hard as you can. And then, uh, you know, I told him it couldn't happen to a better person. He's as good as a kid. I mean, as good as a basketball player he is on the floor, he's a way better kid off the floor. The kid's, uh, one of my good friends and, uh, you know, I think that he deserves it. So. How often do you play at BYU during the summer? And give us an idea of what those games are like with Tyler Hawes and others. Um, you know, I was able to go back usually at least a couple of times in the summer uh, to work out with the guys. And uh, they're always great. They're intense. They, uh, they love to win. They're fast-paced. seems like the guys are always in shape. And uh, a lot of times in the summertime I come and I'm not quite as in shape as some of these guys that are doing the running and all that stuff. What? And uh, and these guys are just yeah. They, I mean, they they got them in shape over there all year round. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that's the way it, it is in college. And uh, so they they play as hard as they can. They run up and down. But I didn't get to play against Tyler too much the last couple summers. He's been kind of nursing some injuries and doing different things. But uh, when I do play against him, obviously, you know, he's a tough guard and uh, he's a guy that. He's really fun to play against because he gives you great competition. These games are legendary. Apparently, you know, you have other guys that come back, Charles and Trent Playstead and Lee and whatnot. <laughs> uh, give oh, yeah. me, give me a sense of okay, the teams have been made, and then who guards you, and what that conversation is like when that happens. <laughs> like I want, are people I like I want Jimmer? Sometimes, sometimes guys will. Yeah, sometimes guys will like. Frank a lot of times really likes to guard me. <laughs> Frank Barley, yeah, he loves it. He loves to get out there and take the challenge. Um, and I love that about him. You know what I mean? It's great to be able to go against him because he competes, he works hard, and he, he tries to get after it. Jimmer Fredette with us on BYU Sports Nation. Jimmer, it was just announced that uh, the Marriott Center would have some major renovations and the new Marriott Center Annex, a.k.a. practice facility. What's that first pickup game going to be like in the brand-new Marriott Jeez. Center Annex? Man, it's going to be unbelievable. You know, you don't have to worry about people trying to kick you out of the RB. You know, <laughs> and, and that, that happened, that's happened to me and Charles and a lot of different guys uh, plenty of times. Um, just it's hard, it's hard to get gym time, so it's great that they have a facility that they can use just for themselves. Um, and when we come back, we're able to play against them. It's uh, it's going to be a, an unbelievable thing for BYU basketball. I know you played a role in uh, getting this started and making it happen. We're in communications. What was your reaction when the announcement was made official that it was actually going to happen? Uh, you know, I knew I knew that it was probably going to happen at some point. Coach uh, Coach Rose and everybody over there, Brian Santiago and, Co- and Tom Homo, all those guys, they were they were fully in and they were trying to get this thing done for a long time so i knew eventually it would happen i didn't know when um but those guys were full force ahead knowing knowing that it would uh, improve their basketball program and you know help them with with recruiting and all different types of things so they i knew it was going to happen but when i did hear it it was um, you know i was just really happy for coach rose and whole back in the basketball organization to have their own facility i mean they deserve it they've worked so hard and they've built this program to where it is today what role did you play in the research and development of uh, the Annex? You know, not too much in that. I mean, I talked to a few a few sponsors or whatever and, you know, told them kind of just my story of, you know, why we needed a practice facility and, you know, why it would be important for the, the BYU basketball going forward and just the guys in general going forward. And, you know, obviously all the people that donated are amazing uh, fans of BYU and we appreciate them and we wouldn't be here 
um, in the positions that we are able to be in today without the boosters. So we appreciate them very much. Did BYU travel you to Texas to research a little bit and also go to the game and whatnot? It seemed like that was the story from Brian Santiago. Yeah, I mean, they wanted me to go check it out a little bit. You know, they, they, uh, I was going to Texas, and they brought me around the facilities to see what it was like. Obviously, Texas has top-notch facilities, and, um, you know, they have tons of money over there and spend it well and spend it a lot on their athletes. So, you know, they have an amazing facility. But Brian and I were just interested to see what it would look like, and uh, obviously it's an unbelievable facility. And uh, Arizona has a really nice facility, and it kind of the pictures of what, BYU wants to do kind of reminds me of what Arizona has uh, has done down in their practice facility. Jimmer Fredette, the BYU all-time scoring leader and member of the New Orleans Pelicans, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's transition now to our conversation yesterday, Jimmer, that Jeremy and I had, and that was the greatest five all-time of BYU basketball. And it was kind of sparked because of a social media conversation, but the consensus was Danny Ainge and Jimmer Fredette across every team in, in the backcourt. Is there another player that you wish you could have played with at, at some point when you were at BYU? Um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of great BYU players. Um, you know, I, I think it would have been awesome to play with Sean Bradley. You know, just a, a guy that could protect <laughs> the rim so well and just block <laughs> shots and you just throw it up to him, he's going to go get it. Uh, catch it, you know, either put it in or, or whatever. He'll, he'll start the break for you lots of times by getting a rebound or blocking shots. So it's always great to play with a, a big man like that. Um, you know, I, I always liked uh, when I was watching uh, BYU basketball, I always liked, liked watching Keena Young. Um, you know, he was a, a great low post scorer and uh, wasn't a big guy, but he was a cool guy. I got to meet him and play, um, you know, in the summers with him, but he was fun to be able to, to see and, and play with. Um, so, you know, but definitely probably a, a, another big guy would have been, would have been fun uh, just because, you know, uh, as a guard, you want to be able to dominate the ball. <laughs> so you don't want to have too many guards out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. And who doesn't want to play with the dude that was in Space Jam? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. He's, he's an all-time celebrity. This is the fourth year BYU's in the WCC. Uh, you played in the last year of uh, BYU in the Mountain West Conference. What are your thoughts on BYU's fit in the West Coast Conference? And when did they take down Gonzaga for the title, Jimmer? Yeah, you know, I hope I hope it comes sooner than later. You know, obviously Gonzaga this year is extremely talented. They have a lot of great players. Um, you know, and it seems like they just reload year in and year out. But uh, we're always right there, and I think that uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna do it at some point. And um, you know, hopefully this year we'll be able to you know beat them in the tournament. You know, we still have one game against them at least. Hopefully, too. You know, if all things go well in the tournament, but. Um, you know they're talented, but we have talent as well. And I think it's just a right now it's a mental thing. I think it's something that we just need to break the barrier that we're gonna we're gonna beat them. And once we do that, I think that we'll we'll start uh, you know winning championships. You know you still haunt Gonzaga fans, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. You know we've and beaten them before, so it's just yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've beaten all those guys before. So I mean, it's uh, time for them to do it again. Jimmer, Dave Rose just got a five-year contract extension along with the announcement of the Marriott Center upgrades and uh, well-deserved for what he's done, averaging 25 wins a season. What's your relationship like with Coach Rose, and what do you think about him sticking around to be BYU's basketball coach for five more years? You know, I'm, I'm so happy for him. I mean, I, I have a great relationship with Coach Rose and talk to him during the season and everything, but, uh, you know, he's, a, he's such a good guy. I mean, he's, he's great for the community. 
he's great for the BYU program and just the, the city of Provo and the state of Utah. I mean, he does so much out there um, off the floor and not just, you know, as a basketball player or a basketball coach, you know, just a lot of charity things and different things to help people around the community. So, I mean, he's an important part of, of Utah and of Provo and of uh, BYU and, I couldn't be happier for him because he's such a great guy and his, his wife, Cheryl, and his whole family. I mean, they're, they're amazing people. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be in my position without, uh, without Coach Rose and what he helped me do. So, I mean, I, I, hold, I owe him a lot and uh, appreciate him. And hopefully, uh, you know, things, more great things will come for him. Jimmer Fredette finished before the All-Star break on a high note, 19 minutes, 9 points, 5 assists. Seems like you're having a good time out there uh, in the Pelican State. We wish you the best of luck in Orlando tomorrow. Jimmer will be watching. All right, great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. The Pelicans again against the Magic tomorrow. How about Jimmer getting 19 minutes, 9 points, and 5 assists in his last game? But it's been super inconsistent. Right, and the hope is that he gets more playing time, more opportunity. I love what he said, uh, a bunch of things, that FBIV loves yeah, how about Frank Bartley? M- guarding Jimmer during the summer pickup games. Also, that Jimmer was involved in the process uh, of kind of selling it to donors, right? And then he went to Texas. He was at that game, and we are like, oh, that's cool, Jimmer's at the game. That's why we, he was We there. realized later it was to look at the facilities – for Texas, and he compared what BYU is going to do to Arizona. That's, those are all good things. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, ESPN's Roxy Bernstein in studio. What is the most outstanding performance he's called in his broadcasting career? And he calls the one tonight a lot by Tyler Hawes. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> and this, a triple-double by KC? Senior night, this is BYU Sports Nation. The Cougar Club supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes, including the four seniors that will play their final home game for BYU men's basketball tonight. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. As always, you can download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUsportsNation.com. Don't forget tonight, 10 Eastern time, BYU in San Diego. Senior night, as mentioned, the regular season home finale. I say regular season. Hopefully there's no NIT home games. It's on ESPNU. You can listen to it on BYU Radio as well. Our Twitter question today, what do you want to see most out of BYU and San Diego tonight? At Shy Kurt Vlogs saying this, <laughs> another river dance. <laughs> this is looking at you, Jake Toulson. That's his thing now. Like, no, Everyone's going to forget his five threes and buzzer beating Irish three jig. in Southern Virginia. It made Sports Illustrated. Yeah, it transcended. BYU is a weird place, man. The lip syncs, <laughs> the Irish jigs. <laughs> we knew we knew it was a peculiar oh. place, but BYU continues to add to them. Tyler Hawes, one of 16 finalists for the first Jerry West Award that announced this morning as well. You'll see Tyler try and go for uh, what we hope is a home record, and the man calling the game tonight is ESPN's Roxy Bernstein. Roxy, we've had you on the phone before, but now we have Welcome. the pleasure of having you in studio. Welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Luckily, I'm right down the street, so it made it really easy to awesome. get up here. So I'm, I'm glad to be here. All right, well, let's start, let's start with this. BYU over the last three games have looked like a different team. From what Jeremy and I have seen and discussed, rebounding and defense have been way better. They've won by 19 against LMU, 22 against St. Mary's, 25 as they pulled away from Pacific. What have you seen from BYU that's been different? Well, what's been interesting about this team this year, what Dave Rose has done, it's almost been like three different teams Within one team. Yeah. When you're beginning of the year, you're thinking, all right, we have the great perimeter. But we also have a guy like Nate Austin inside. 
Then he gets hurt, and he's lost for the year. Then they tried to go small, and Weiner's been banged up. And now he's reinvented this team again by inserting Josh Sharp into the lineup, and I think it's changed things. And a senior knows that the end of the line is coming. They play with complete passion and heart, and they leave everything out there. And I think that's got a lot to do with the success that BYU's had as of late. That win against St. Mary's was a terrific win. And I think that this team is maybe starting to click at the right time of the year and get some momentum heading into the WCC tournament. And Dalton Nixon was put into the lineup, and that didn't work, I think, to the degree they wanted. And so Josh Sharp has actually worked. That's been good. And there might have been more versions of this team. It's amazing the, like you mentioned, the different versions of the team. Um, BYU seems to be defending and rebounding the ball better. And that, for some reason, that's led to more offense. It's weird how that works. But rebounding's been this weird key for BYU. Well, you think with the offense, when you have the four guards out there, there's more options. There's more for the team to defend. But it's hard because to, to get the ball to floor quickly because you're taking it out of your own net a lot of the times. So they, I think they had trouble getting the tempo that they liked and maybe putting a player like Sharp, who doesn't necessarily need the ball, who can get the ball and get it into Collinsworth's hands, get it to Haas and push the ball up the floor. I think that also has changed the landscape of this team. So instead of going with the four guards, we have a tough time defending, especially when you have some impressive interior players. If you're going up against a Gonzaga St. Mary, certainly with Waldo. But this changes the dynamic, and I think that's had a lot to do with opening things up and allowing BYU to get their transition game going. BYU lost by three at San Diego. They had a nine-point lead late in the game and let it slip away. And It was kind of a tough matchup for the Cougars in terms of size, and they were trying to win with the four guards, and again, they were banged up. But traditionally at home, BYU was beating San Diego in West Coast Conference play by an average of 29 per game. What kind of a contest do you expect tonight between the Royals and Cougars? Well, USD's playing well right now. It's been an uneven season for Bill Greer, and they certainly have the great backcourt with Christopher Anderson, although he struggled a little bit offensively. Johnny D is a great scorer, as we all know. The question is, what else is going to come from USD? And that's been the problem for the Toreros this year, Gito Koch has had his moments. Jacobs has had his moments. Duda Sidnadze can do some things. But it's been an inconsistent season for them as well. But they're getting hot here toward the end of the year. But they have a brutal end of the season schedule. And you look at yeah. it, kind of similar to what BYU having to go to the kennel. Yeah. Well, they're the travel partner of the Cougars. So they have to go to the kennel, go to Portland, but also play here tonight. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. And Thomas Jacobs went off for 19 off the bench last time. That was something that gave the Cougars fits. BYU uh, trying to get into the NCAA tournament. They really need to win tonight. How many uh, – oh, here's the question we were thinking about this morning. We wanted to ask you. Who's the second best team in the WCC yeah. right now? I think we know it's BYU. The way they've played lately – especially with them blowing out St. Mary's like they did. It was a question of, okay, is it St. Mary's? Is it BYU? Is Pepperdine going to sneak up there? And certainly maybe Pepperdine was a matchup problem for the Cougars, and and they had their number this year. But to me, from what I've seen, especially the way BYU has played lately, they are the second-best team in this league. Now we'll find out in Vegas if the Gales and and BYU happen to get matched up on the same bracket in in the 2-3 game in the semis. Okay, that might determine who's the second-best team. But from what I've seen the last couple of weeks on the floor, BYU has established themselves as the the second team to Gonzaga, and they'll have a shot to knock off the Zags up at the kennel next week. ESPN's Roxy Bernstein in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. He'll call the game live tonight from the Marriott Center 
live from the Marriott Center. We're certainly glad that that will be the case. I'm here. See, I'm in studio to prove that I'm here. <laughs> okay. Looking at the RPI. Jokes for days. <laughs> that's all we're going to do. We'll skim over that one. Uh, BYU and the West Coast Conference, uh, you look at the conference RPI, it's floating between 8th and ninth. The Mountain West Conference is 12th, and the Mountain West Conference, according to Joe Lenardi, is a two-bid league. Now, if BYU gets hot, because the conference is stronger and more, is more parity, should this be a two-bid league? If BYU finishes strong, yeah, there's the potential for it to be a two-bid league, with BYU being the second team. And the thing that BYU will have going for him, aside from Tom Homo being on the committee now, and he will not be part of those discussions. Yeah, he's out of the room. He's out of the room when they discuss BYU. That certainly helps. It, it does. But I think the schedule that they've played and the way they've challenged themselves. Okay, you beat Stanford, which is starting to look not as good of a win because Stanford's really struggling. Stanford was playing really well, and they've had the injury bug also. But that was a good win for BYU. You played some top competition. Went over to Maui. The game with Utah here, even though the Cougars didn't win it, it was a close game that came down to the wire. UMass All these, is looking the like UMass, a good Exactly, one. because they're one of those bubble teams also. Yeah, they're a top 40 RPI team now. And we get like hourly updates from Joe Lenardi. I mean, he's nuts. He's figuring out everything. <laughs> so every you get result. emails? I get emails. As a play-by-play for ESPN. Yes. I get nu- not just emails. Numerous, numerous <laughs> what are we emails. Talking about? We're talking about like six or seven updates a night. Holy a night. cow! He, he's Joe Lenardi is on top of everything. Can I? Can you forward these to me? Uh, <laughs> I, let me check with my bosses. I really like working for ESPN, Jeremy. So, Don't worry you know. about it, Roxy. But he's got BYU right now as the next four out, so they're right there in the conversation. And certainly, a win tonight will help you out a lot. And at minimum, I think you got to split. Next week on the road. And, yeah. well, if you beat Gonzaga, that's certainly going to help your case out immensely. That would but be an unbelievable win. If you can get, okay, let's say you win two out of three to finish the regular season. You get a couple of wins in Las Vegas. You get to the championship game. That could be enough. Now, and that's that's what, the question. Yeah, that's that what Jay Billis was saying. We had Jay Billis on the show last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And he had him in his power index. He has BYU at 32. The ESPN BPI, they were 30 yesterday. And that's our version of the RPI. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that, that means you're they in. should be in. That, exactly. And that's because of the schedule that they played. Now, the BPI takes a lot of factors and injuries. It is really, forward exactly. Too, right? And it, it weighs everything. So it's not just, okay, who you played, who they're playing, who they go up against, and, okay, your RPI gets determined. Well, if they play a lousy game, your RPI is going to go to go down. Well, the BPI takes the way you play, the, the analytics of basketball mm. in addition to the schedule, and I think that's why it, it should be looked at a little bit more heavily by people because the BPI encompasses everything. Yeah, it would be interesting. That's The question is, can BYU – not beat Gonzaga, but still get in if they win out. And I don't know the answer. I, I think after the Pepperdine game, I thought 1% chance of an at-large. I just thought it was dead. It is not dead. I don't know what percent chance it is. 10, 20, Yeah, Lunardi has them as the, the sixth, sixth to team last out team out. As yeah. of this morning. That's an update we haven't mentioned yet. But, yeah, the sixth team out this morning. And Lunardi was nine spots off last year. BYU overseeded. But, anyway, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how BYU plays down the stretch. The other storyline, or among other storylines tonight, Tyler Haas, 35 points away from Jimmer. As the play-by-play who's neutral, you want a good game, but are you rooting for Tyler Haas to have 35 so you can call that? I think it's in the back. You'd like to see it, sure. 
because it's a historical moment, especially for BYU, their fan base, and the long, rich tradition of BYU basketball. So, yeah, you'd love to be the guy that gets to call that. And if he happens to go off for 35 tonight, <laughs> I'm not going to be shedding a tear about it. It's the same thing with, with Collinsworth and the triple doubles. You, you kept an eye on it because it's history. And now that he has broken the, the record with five triple doubles this year, then if Hawes can do it tonight, I think it's phenomenal. And look, you look for things during the course of a game and you try to draw the viewer in. What is at stake in this game? What is something you can sell this game? Why should you watch the game at home tonight? If you're just a casual basketball fan, the BYU fan's going to watch regardless. Exactly. The San Diego fan's going to watch regardless. How do you pull in the neutral fan? And Okay, some of the WCC fans will probably just tune in also. But the Pac-12, the Mountain West fan, even the East Coast fan, how do you pull them in? What's the hook? Well, here is an opportunity for a player who's an All-American, has a chance to become the all-time leading scorer in the history of a school, pass a great accomplished player and a phenomenal college player in Jimmer Fredette. You also have, you can sell Kyle Collins, where, yeah. hey, this guy's got more triple doubles than anybody in the history of college basketball in one season. So... What else can you sell about this game? Two teams playing well, fighting it out here toward the end of the year. That, that's what we do. We try to catch that viewer to stay on ESPNU and not move the clicker. At No One Carzi is a member of uh, our BYU Sports Nation community, one of our loyal members. And, and uh, they tweeted and said, Kyle Collinsworth assists to Tyler Haas for his sixth triple-double while breaking the BYU scoring record in one basket. I think the Marriott Center might combust if that happened. <laughs> Seriously. That would, that would be unbelievable. That, that and, would be and then at the same time, Jake Toulson stands up and does his little river dance. <laughs> Did you see that, by the way? I have seen the video clips of it. <laughs> you, you know what I missed, though? Was those vignettes they were doing last year? Uh, you know, the, the lip sync. Oh, those were the best. Those were the best. Yeah, Tyler yeah, Haas was in rare form. Were they really the best? <laughs> I, I was highly entertained by those. I liked him a lot. I kept, I kept asking Kyle Chilton where the new one's coming out because those are phenomenal. There, there was uh, – you remember Lil Penny with Nike back in the 90s? Yeah, oh, yeah. There was the idea of having this like yeah, Tyler Haas puppet. They didn't do it, but they had one like, like eight months ago that they were thinking about using. That would have been, that would have been fun. Yeah, BYU Athletic Marketing, <laughs> they, they know how to take it next level. We're talking with ESPN's Roxy Bernstein. Roxy, before the break, I teased that uh, – you would tell us the most impressive performance you have called in your career. That's a tough question, I know, because you've called so it many is. great games. The one, one game stands out to me was uh, Eddie House was a senior at Arizona State. Dude could shoot. Double overtime game. He torched Cal for a Pac-10 then, 12 record. 61 points <laughs> in the game. And it was just unreal. And it was just a tremendous individual effort. That's one that really stands out to me. Um, calling some Major League Baseball. Um, I had a near four-homer game, a three-home run Ooh. game, and the fourth one died at the wall. I've called a no-hitter uh, in the Major Leagues. Anibal Sanchez, and he was with the Marlins. I called games for the Marlins nice. for three years. Th- those are the games that kind of really that stand out to me. Awesome. But six, Eddie House dropping 61 was That's, that, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. You get paid to do that. that. Those are the awesome yeah. moments. And I get paid to be here tonight, too. Maybe I get to see history again. <laughs> Could be, man. Roxy, great to have you with us. Guys, thanks for having me. It's fun coming by. Listen to Roxy Bernstein on ESPNU tonight. 8 Mountain Time, 10 Eastern. Watch the Cougars and Toreros. And uh, during the break, Roxy, we're going we're to hand you our famous silver pen. Oh, yeah. We want you to uh, oh, sign yeah, our Rise Up flag. Here. Nice. Yeah.
See, that, that I came in studio. This is cool. <laughs> With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. What a show today. And it's not over yet. This is BYU Sports Rock, Nation. See? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton, sitting next to Jerem Jordan. Hi. <laughs> Coming up Friday and Saturday. Hi. Men's volleyball against Long Beach State. Cougs ranked fifth. The Beach ranked ninth, uh, nine Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Check it out this weekend. Steve Vale is pumped. You're looking fresh today, bro. I appreciate that. Normally, you're the style guy, so that means a lot I mean, to me. You ironed In fact, your shirt today. I ironed my shirt today. It's a rare. I, okay, like 2006, I did a, we did the BYU at Portland game. No, 07. Uh, I did not iron my shirt and got hammered um, <laughs> about it. And so I think I've learned a lot of lessons in the last eight years. One is to use an iron, which I did every day on my mission, but have an after. That's why you're the wardrobe coordinator for the <laughs> News Channel 4 team. The you Channel fig- 4 News team. You figured some things out, right? I've wanted, for a long time, I was like, man, we should do the True Blue Open like that. Like Anchorman, like Channel 4. <laughs> Jumping. Bur- yeah, bursting through things, walking down a street, you know, uh. alienating <laughs> members of the cast we don't like or whatever, you know. What a show I'm today. Just I mean, what a show today. Jimmer for it's been dead. Fun. Roxy it's been a lot Bernstein. Of fun. Breaking news for BYU football, extending their series with Utah State with games in 2019 in Logan and 2020 back in Provo. So they'll play for the next six years. And oh, yeah, it's game day, senior night. I mean, this, this has been a fantastic, fun day. Fun day. Jimmer Fredette's record could break tonight. Speaking, could break. Yeah, speaking of game day, we have asked you on the Twitter machine, what do you want the most out of tonight's BYU-San Diego matchup? My favorite tweet thus far has been the one that we just shared with Roxy Bernstein, which was Kyle Collinsworth getting his sixth triple-double Assist. As, assisting Tyler Hawes as he breaks the Jimmer record. And Roxy Bernstein said, I think the Marriott Center might combust. That, that's absolutely <laughs> and true. Jake Toulson does a jig. And then Jake Toulson <laughs> does his river dance. That would be unbelievable. Oh, that now, would, th- now that's, that's really funny. funny. And it's, it was great to talk to Jimmer for that. Great to have Roxy Bernstein in the studio. Uh, game day tonight. I'm pumped, man. It's a, huge, it's a huge day. Let's go back to the Twitter machine. Yeah. You got tweets. At D Young, nineteen ninety three. What I want most is a win. Favorite that thirty five from Tyler oh, and a triple more? double from Kyle Collinsworth would be great too. But only if they win. Okay, question: What if BYU lost a close one, but both those things happened? That would never happen. There's no way that I, Tyler Hines goes it, for thirty five and Kyle like Collinsworth ha- has a triple double and BYU loses. Like how bad Johnny D goes off for twelve threes or something. What do you Still. want? What do you want the most? That's the question. Like I want to win more than anything else. Yeah. Selfishly, selfishly, you know, I want Tyler Haas to do it at home. I think that would be a tremendous thing for the home crowd. At Miss Rousey says, "Just get the W, so they're on a four-game win streak." That would be a season high. How is that a season high? That's amazing. I don't know. She, tw- yeah, <laughs> she tweeted in from Nebraska. By the way, speaking of. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 198. We should mention baseball is playing a four-game series with Nebraska. Game day today. today in Peoria, Arizona. Yeah, the Huskers were ranked, but then they lost Helder, a couple Helder of games. Helder Longy might be at the game. Who knows? 
We'll have an update on the infamous Mo Longy coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation. That's not a joke. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Whoosh. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU and Utah State extend their football series through 2020. Barbara Walter. BYU will play in Logan on October 4th, 2019, and in Provo on October 2nd, 2020. Men's basketball. BYU looks for revenge against San Diego tonight at home. Cougars are winning by an average of 29 points a game in WCC play against the Toreros at home. Stat of the day. Game time, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain on BYU Radio. You can watch it with ESPN's Roxy Bernstein on ESPNU. Anson Winder is expected to play. Cougars in the NFL. Baltimore Ravens head coach John Harbaugh told reporters that the decision as to whether or not Dennis Pitta will return next season is between Dennis and the doctors right now. Harbaugh did say Pitta's hip is fully healed. Softball. BYU and UC Santa Barbara in the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic in Cathedral City, California. Shout out to the Coachella Valley. First pitch at 4 Eastern. Baseball. In the desert. BYU versus Nebraska. Countdown to the corner. Huskers at zero. Woo! It's game day. Four-game series starts today in Peoria, Arizona. First pitch, 3 Eastern. Swimming and diving. BYU continues competition at the MPSF Championships through Saturday at the Rose Bowl Aquatic Center. Golf. Day two of the competition at the John Burns Intercollegiate in Wailau, Hawaii. Wailau. Wailau. BYU is tied for 12th after the first day. Future guest, Josue Rivera in studio tomorrow. Awesome from the men's volleyball team. Alani Fua, fresh off the combine next week. And then Jonathan Tavernari from Italy. Today's Rise and Shop brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to Motiki Ailangi. A 12th picture has surfaced. I, he still looks superhuman. Awesome. Look how big he is. He's huge. Thanks to Jim Fredette, Roxy Bernstein, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUtv.org right. slash BYUSN. Right. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Right. Shout out to Nick Martineau. What a show. Football extension. Jimmer for dead. Roxy Bernstein. We're back to work tomorrow.